Hey, good morning, family. I have another video for you. Um, this one is a dream I had uh, back in 2014. It's right after I had the tribulation dream. The Lord visited me again about three or four months later. It was about in October. He visited me and he, he showed me this. He heard my thoughts. Of course, like he hears all of our thoughts. And uh, I've always complained about uh, my daughter and saying, man, I wish I could go back in time and change things. I say it all the time. I wish I could go back and, th and change things. I, 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 I want to go back to where when they gave her the vaccination from the flu vaccination so that uh, I, I can stop it from her life being changed. And so this is how it all happened. All right. I was I was asleep and I, like I said I don't know how how this all happened I feel like it was an out-of-body experience again it was so supernatural I um, I uh, I don't I don't understand it all still I'm trying to figure it all out I don't I don't know if I was dreaming or if this was or or if I was like I said if I was taken out of my body I have so many experiences like this. This was another one that was it was very puzzling to me. But I was laying in bed, uh, and in the middle of the night, uh, Jesus tapped me on the shoulder, and he woke me up. And it startled me so bad that I, I, I freaked out. I went, whoa! You know, like, I, it startled me, you know? And um, I, I it could have been a dream. Like, I'm just saying, we'll just call it a dream. That's probably what we'll do. We'll just call this a dream. And, um... I see on the side of my bed a massive hole, a, a massive hole in the ground. And in the ground, Jesus is standing right here next to my bed after he woke me up, okay? And in this hole, it's breathing. And it's and it's and it's alive and it looks like a it looks like Niagara Falls where the water's falling in like this and going in, but it was all around like an endless hole, all on the side of my bed. And he said, good morning, Brandon. He goes, I, I, I'm, I'm go I've, come, I've come here to show you what your future would have been like without your daughter getting her shot. And, uh, and so he said, I want you to stand and I want you to jump inside of that hole. And I said, you want me to jump inside of that hole? It was never, it was a never ending hole. It looked very, it looked, you know, kind of spooky looking. But I was like, you know, I said, okay, Lord. So I just stood like this and I went on the side of my bed and I jumped inside of that hole. And whenever I did, it shot me back to the past. And I said, where am I? He said, you're at the hospital uh, and you're, you're just seconds away from giving your daughter the shot. And I said, I said, he goes, go up there and, and stop it. You, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you see what happens. And I said, okay. So I ran as fast as I could going up there. And, and, and I made all the way up the stairs to the fourth floor where this doctor's office is at this hospital. And I busted through the doors and I said, stop, stop, stop. Don't give her the shot. And me, my younger self there, saw me and I said, stop. And I told the nurse to stop. Don't give her any. She had the syringe in her hand and she was getting ready to administer the shot to my daughter's arm. I mean, to her leg. I'm sorry. To her leg. All of a sudden, 
Jesus stood there beside me inside the hospital room. Now he goes, now I want to show you your life and what happens. And he throws his hand out like this and he throws a, a massive screen, like a, a movie screen upon a wall. And it's massive all the way across. And now he said, I'm going to play your life out in front of you like she's never had the vaccination. And all of a sudden, I could see my daughter developing completely normal. But I was not changed. I was still a very, uh, pers a person with a lot of anger issues. A person with a lot of hurt inside from his childhood. I've told you about it. Being bullied at school, all the insecurities, not uh, being able to read or write or spell or do anything. I was still that person. Uh, my, my wife helped me get my GED. I could see my, myself getting, I got my GED. I dropped out of school like I told you and I got my GED and I, and I kept going and I'm cleaning and I'm doing all the things, but I'm not developing like I should have. In this, I have not been through any refiner's fire any of the pressure that, that my daughter had in her circumstances have put me through up until that point. And I'm still uh, very, very messed up, basically. And my marriage is, is, is rocky, and I become verbally abusive in, the, in this. I see myself. I become very verbally abusive in the future, and I treat my wife very poorly. I see my wife, and she is she's not... We're working at the church. We're doing all this. My daughter's growing up. Everything is okay, it seems like. But our marriage is not uh, doing good. And and she, we end up uh, splitting up in this. We I see us splitting up. And she goes back home to Texas where her, her family's at. And, and uh, we end up getting a divorce. I see it all planned out in front of my face. All of the issues, all of the stuff. It doesn't happen. All the refiner's fire process doesn't happen. And I see the Lord shows us all in front of me. She gets remarried. My, my wife now gets remarried to another man. And the Lord says, now at this year, and he showed me the year, he goes, this year right here, you'll be getting visitation every other weekend to see your daughter. I'm very angry. I could see myself. I was very angry in this, this movie screen. I was very, um, very uh bitter at God because I haven't developed in my call. I hadn't been where he, I felt like he had called me to be. I was still broke. I had no wife. I had, I seen my daughter on the every other weekend. I was alone and single and all this is being planned out in front of my face. And so, um, he said, do you see right here at this year, right here? He said, your wife is, is, uh, pregnant with your, with your son. He doesn't exist. He never is born into this earth and there's a call on his life to do something. This doesn't happen because your wife and you are split up. Then he goes down here a little further. He said, you're about to have another uh, little girl. And he goes, and there's a call on that little girl and, uh, for, 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 the, for the, uh, the thousand year reign. And there's things that I'm going to do with her. There's things that you don't even realize that I'm about to do in your life. And, and at this time, we weren't even pregnant with my little girl yet. But he showed me she was coming. And he said, he, he told me her name. He told me everything. He said, there's something special going to happen with this, okay? And so I'm trying, not, I'm trying to be vague because I don't want to reveal too much personal information about this. But um, 
he showed me each year out of where I was. And so as I'm watching it, I'm broken because I realized the pressure of my daughter with the special needs has the refiner's, the refiner's fire, the pressure of life changes you. It makes you into something better. And I thought, because I've said so many times, Lord, how can you use me? How can you, how can I, how can I redeem my life back? Because I've met, all this is, seems to have messed all my life up. And then he stopped it in front of me and he said, Brandon, you're not big enough to mess your life up. He said, I told you the steps of the righteous are order to the Lord. And as long as you're pressing into me, as long as you're trying and, and, and seeking me, you're not big enough to mess your life up, son. He said, I've got your life. You're in my hand. And, as, and, and he said, your, your, your footsteps are ordered by me. And he says, I'm going to direct your path and I'm going to make everything right. And everything the devil meant for bad, I'm going to turn it for good and your favor. Just remember that. Everything the devil meant for bad, I'm going to turn it for good in your favor. So I don't care what you've done. Don't care what, how bad you think you've messed your life up. You're not big enough to mess your life up, son. I've got you. I've got you. And he preached a lot more and he said a lot more to me. And he ministered to me. He told me don't keep looking at the past and asking for change because he, he, my steps are ordered to him and to embrace things. And he said, go home and kiss your daughter's forehead and tell her thank you for all that you've been through. He said, because Brandon, I told you I was amending her and bringing her wholeness. He said, it's gonna be a process. You're gonna walk this out and everything's gonna, and, and her life is gonna be a testimony. Remember that. You're not big enough, son, to mess your life up. And then I shot back in my bed and that's what I saw. And, and I went in and I grabbed my, my little girl and I held her and I said, baby, I'm, I'm really sorry that all you've been through, but daddy wants you to know I love you so. And I thank you that your pressure on all the stuff that you've been through changed daddy. And I'm a better man for it. I may not understand it, uh, but I can understand I'm not going to sit here and blame God and say God caused it because God's a good God but I'm going to tell you this that if you've been in something hard in your life and you think that it's too much and that, that God can't use you because of how, something that you've been through that's hard maybe you've been to prison maybe you come out of a really abusive relationship maybe your dad sexually abused you maybe something happened so painful in your life that you think that God can't use you if you push into him and if he can use me if he can use me he can use you because I'm telling you the steps of a righteous order the Lord and you're not big enough like you said to mess your life up I don't care if you were a drug dealer, if you were a pimp, if you were a prostitute, you were a stripper. I don't care what sin you think held you back. Jesus Christ is a redeemer. And he'll fix your life and stretch you on a path that you thought you were too late and things were over. 
But God is able to do something big in you if you just trust Him. Lean not unto your own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge Him. And He said He would direct your path. Our God is a restorer of what the canker worm ate. Our God is a restorer of what the devil meant for bad. He said He would turn it for good in your favor. And I want to give you hope today that if He could take a guy that was cleaning toilets with no education, could barely can barely read and write, can barely do math still to this day. I still struggle with all of it. I use the Siri app to be able to communicate to you all, to be able to put it on there and to tell you how about Jesus loves you. Because I still can't spell. He can use me. He can use you. He's a faithful God. I don't know why I cry all these videos. I'm trying so hard not to. I just want you to know how much Jesus loves you. And how much he cares. And how much he loved me. And he gives me a chance all the time. And I mess up a lot. And I'm not a perfect person. I, I have a lot of faults. I, I, I'm still a work in progress. I just choose to pick myself up whenever the devil knocks me down and he tries to run me over. And I say, if all, all things are possible to him that believes, all things are possible to him that believes. When I got my uh, GED, it, it took me three times to pass that test. Get so mad, I'd throw the book across the room. Thinking he, I, I can't, so dumb, I can't do any of this. I can't spell, I can't do anything. But in the process of me having learning disabilities, I've had to trust him for everything. Like a lot of men, they can go out and make a living for their family and, and be able to do big things. But I've always had a, a limp, as I want to say in life. And I've had to trust him a little bit more than what a lot of men do. Because I, I, I've not been able to do anything without him from every single uh, detail. So every decision I make, I make with prayer and fasting. Some kind of sacrifice. Major decisions. Because, because I can't, my mind, does, my mind processes things different. The way I see life is a lot different than a lot of people. That's why I say I'm very strange compared to a lot of folks because of the way uh, my mind thinks. I'm not knocking myself. I'm just being real with you. Uh, I, like I said, I use Siri to, to communicate with you just on Facebook or whatever. She types it out. I speak to it and it voice to text. And that's how I've gotten through life now. <laughs> Thank God for technology. And I'm not saying I can't uh, learn how to spell, but it's very uh, it's been very challenging to me. And I have to use the word for it all the time just to get through. But I'm telling you this. I don't know very many people like me that's heard the voice of the Lord like I have. On investments, on things like that. That's all I will say about that. <laughs> God's been good. Because he takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And you start getting to be friends with multimillionaires after a while when you drive down the road and the Lord will say, that property right there 
in the next five years is going to be worth 40 40 or 50 million dollars and you're driving down the road and you go well really that property right there it looks like nothing and he says yeah if you tell somebody to buy that right there that's going to make them very rich and i'll be like really that's interesting lord so i just keep it to myself just pray and just keep going down the road because bottom line is folks when you're willing and obedient you're going to eat the good of the land it's not about brandon it's about jesus and he will show you the secret things if you listen to him even if you don't have an education like me and is barely making it with a ged and and no that if you listen to him and you listen to his voice, he will tell you about things that he won't tell nobody else because you're humble about it. And I and I'm and I'm going to tell you, I I am I'm, I'm a person that is I'm I'm solely dependent upon my father on everything, and he's blessed me a lot. That's all I will say about that. And um, I'm very thankful for it. I'll never come out and brag ever about what I have or what I don't have. I'm going to always give God the glory and the praise for everything I have. He's been good to me. And um, like I said, after a while, you, you start to become friends with people who are very wealthy. And they watch and they listen to what you say and they go, that makes sense. And then they listen and they invest on it and they get a couple million dollars and they come back. Now, I don't like that because you feel like you're being used like a prostitute. That's why I do not give financial advice. I do not do it anymore because you're not going to use my gift and abuse me. Because God, God, God's timing, people get mad. They want a microwave. They want it to be right then. But God has a process and it's called patience. It's called, it's called trial. It's called uh, the refiner's fire. And people don't want to go through that. They don't like it because it works on your flesh. But God don't talk to people who are not broken. God don't talk to people who are not uh, like the, like <coughs> bridal with Him and, 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 and is, is not moved and is obedient when He tells you to do something. Quickly obey. Because He's, gonna, he's looking for the obedient. Pray, obey. Give when He tells you to give. Be that vessel. But if you're not, He bypasses you. The eyes of the Lord are running to and fro, looking throughout the whole earth, looking for a heart who's perfect toward Him. I always say it all the time. Lord, let your eyes stay upon me and you don't have to search no more. Lord, I want to be at the spout where the glory comes out. Let me be that vessel that you're looking for. Create in me a clean heart, Lord, like you, like David said. Create in me that perfect vessel that you can use and, and, and minister through in these last days. Father, I want to be that person. Whatever it takes, change me. Create in me that clean heart. Make me a better person, Lord. I need more. I don't want to stay where I am today, broke, busted, and disgusted in the natural or in the spiritual. I want to come up higher on the wings of eagles and I want to go and soar with you. And Lord, I thank you that you're able to deliver me from all my circumstances in timing when it's right. No matter how hard the test, no matter how hard the circumstance, pass it with an A. Pass it. Do the best you can. 
<clears throat> a lot of people think, well, why I'm going to get through this? Well, you'll keep going around that mountain until you pass it. If you want to be used by God, you, you're going to have to pass these tests. Trust me, I've, I've been tested a lot. I'll go through it, and I think I've done really good. I've been through hell. I'm telling you, I've had some challenges. And I go through everything, and I'm like barely, I feel like I'm barely crawling myself up the ladder. And I'm going, oh, oh, oh. And I'm proud of myself because I made it. And I'll get to the end, and the Lord will say to me, well, how do you think you did? I said, well, I, I, I think I made an A. He goes, no, you made a B minus. <laughs> and I'll go, well, at least I passed. <laughs> you know, just being real. I said, well, at least I made it. I don't want to go through that again. That was terrible. That was terrible. You know, <laughs> I sarcastically told him when he come to me one time and he was asking me about my call and, she, and, and asking me to, to, if I was ready. I said, yes, I'm tired of you talking to me about it, really, quite frankly. Could you do something quickly and make the process fast? Because I don't want it to draw out years. Never, never, look at me, never say that to God. Never, never, never. I learned a very valuable lesson there. Your arrogance will break you down. Because I'm going to tell you, within six months, I, I was crawling. I, I, I felt like the, the, the pressure was so intense on my life in that time frame. I said, Lord, I don't think I can make it. I, I don't know if I can do this. But I ask you to take me through the finest fire fast. And, and I'm going to assure you, folks... <clears throat> Don't ever be sarcastic like that. I did. It's a foolish, the foolish thing to do. Because God will answer what you ask Him to do. Just because uh, you ask it, I guess, in faith. I wanted to get through it fast. Well, I'm going to tell you, I barely passed it. I barely passed it. And I thought I was going to die. I, liter I, I literally thought uh, I went through the, some of the greatest depression. I can honestly tell you I've ever been in in my life. Not saying God put the depression on me, but I opened the doors for some things and it hit me like a dump truck. But God set me free. And I'm telling you folks, Jesus is a deliverer. He's a good God. But, but I'm telling you, a lot of church don't want to hear about the refiner's fire. Make me greater, greater, make me better. By the fire that does refine. Where the breath of God is sweeter, there his brightest glory shines. Lift me high up to the mountain into fellowship with you. And in that light, I'll see the fountain of his blood that cleanses you. That's it. Going through the refiner's fire. Well, I hope this uh, blessed you uh, today. Um, let me pray for you. Uh, in the, whew, I feel... Let me pray for you today and in in, in, in over this process. If you feel you have a call in your life, God, I thank you right now. We're going we're gonna to lift up our hands in, in the process of what's going on in your life. Father, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over these people right now, over every need that they have, spiritually, physically, financially, whatever it may be. I plead the blood, and I thank you, Father, that you are meeting them at their needs. You're creating them a clean heart. You're creating them a perfect vessel. Father, for you said that the, 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 when the, you're putting that pressure on that potter's wheel and you're putting that pressure on there, it's painful. 
And Father, then you go and you and after you put us off that potter's wheel, you put us in the fire. And Father, then you dip us in a glaze. And some people don't even ever want to go through that. But God, that's the process that it takes to walk with you. It does not happen without the refiner's fire. You never will walk in the glory, Lord, you showed me, until you walk through the process of, of the potter's wheel. And Father, I thank you, Lord, for that potter's wheel. I thank you, Lord, that I'm still on it. I thank you, Lord, that I'm growing and you're and you're and you're you're pushing on me and, and changing me and creating in me to make me more like <coughs> to make me more like Jesus. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that it's a day-to-day -day process we walk out. Father, I thank you, Lord, that I will not get off that re that refiner's potter's wheel until I'm a great vessel that can hold the glory. I thank you, Lord, for your creating in me. Father, I thank you, Lord, for wisdom. Revelation knowledge will flow freely. I thank you, Lord, that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened. Father, Ephesians, I thank you, Lord, I pray that, that we're seated in the heavenlies, far above all principalities and powers and might. Father, I thank you, Lord, that the, the greater one lives on the inside of us. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that you're, 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 you're making us new. You're creating in us a clean heart. You're doing the things that you said you would do for us. And I just plead the blood of Jesus Christ over these people, like I've said. And I thank you, Lord, that we call healing over their bodies. We have authority over sickness and disease. I heard this right when I was praying. You have authority over sickness and disease. You have to speak to your circumstances, speaking to your mountain, okay? Listen to me. You have authority on heaven, you have authority in earth, and you have authority in hell. Heaven, earth, and hell has been, you have authority in it. And you have, and, and Jesus has done everything he's going to do for your sickness. You have to take your authority and you speak to it. Say if you have, say you have uh, cancer. I take, now Father, I have authority in heaven, earth, and hell. And I command in the name of Jesus, cancer, I speak to you. I have authority over you. I command you to go now in Jesus' name. You have to leave my body. I have power and authority over you, cancer. I have power and authority over you, diabetes. I have power and authority over you, high cholesterol. And I command these things to go from our bodies now, in Jesus' name. That's what you have to say. You have to speak to it. You have, you have authority over it. Don't pray to God to get your healing. You have to pray to, 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 to and speak to the circumstance. You see what I'm saying? God, you're going, God, when are you going to remove it from me? God, when are you going to heal me from this? No, it's wrong. He's not going to do any of that. He's already done it. When he said on the cross, it is finished, he meant it. It's finished. So now you've got to take your authority that he's given you according to Ephesians and say, I have authority over pain. Pain, go from my body. Pain, your name. And every knee shall bow at the name of Jesus. And your na name, pain, go now in Jesus' name. Uh, torment, go now in Jesus' name. You have authority over torment. You have authority over anxiety. I command anxiety and depression to leave my body in Jesus' name. I command the spirit of depression to go. I have authority over it in Jesus' name.
I call hormonal horm, hormone changes in my body, whatever it is. Serotonin levels come back up. Cortisol levels be normal for for anxiety. A lot of times the cortisol levels are too high. I call on cortisol levels for my adrenals to function like they're supposed to. I speak to those adrenals. You function like you're supposed to. I have authority over you. You have to talk that way, y'all, because I'm telling you, you ain't gonna get no results until you do this. You won't. If it is, it's by only by mercy, even more so. But it's only by grace. You, 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 we only, we're only able to achieve and get anything only by grace. So you have to, you tap into the grace, you tap into his mercy, but you tap into the power and the authority that resides in you. And that's how you get your manifestations over stuff. Okay? I hope this video blessed you today. Thank you. Put a song in your heart and a smile in your face. Jesus loves you so much, and I thank you for joining me today. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye.